Hi, I'm Jen Sherlock, and welcome to my lifestyle podcast, Live Without a Nest. The podcast showcases people who live fearlessly and have the ambition to create something. I'll showcase change makers who have decided to let go of their safety net in order to survive. So let's jump right in. Hi, I'm Jen Sherlock, and welcome to my podcast, Live Without a Net. And I'm with Kaylee O'Keefe. She's the CEO of Soul Excellence Publishing. Thanks for being here today, Kaylee. Thank you, Jen. I'm so excited to talk with you. I am too. You've always been so interesting to me and you're definitely someone to look up to. And I just have so many questions. I don't know where to begin. I guess I just want to understand like how you decided that you wanted to be a publisher, where it all started. And I want to hear about your transition from the corporate world to what you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I founded the company really in September of 2020. So, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, after leaving a 13-year career in corporate and tech startup world, but I, I knew that I wanted to build a business that was all about expression, that was all about creativity, that was all about people sharing their stories of personal growth and transformation And I had had the experience of writing in a multi-author book. And it was so fun because I didn't realize that, you know, we complicate things as humans. And so many of us have the desire to write a book, to get our story out there. But when we think about it, we're like, oh, okay, that's going to take like three years. I'm going to have to write the whole book and find the right team, pitch it to a publisher, like it gets overwhelming super quickly, especially for people that have day jobs. So when I had the experience of, oh, wait, I could just write a chapter and I could have fun doing it with a group of people and someone else would worry about all the project management. Like it was such a cool experience that I thought, let me bring this to the world of entrepreneurs and executives who are busy doing their day jobs, but have so much to share because they're They are the leaders. They are kind of ahead of the curve when it comes to taking risks and seeing what's working and not working. Um, So it's what inspired me to start the company last year. But the journey goes way back to third grade, I realized. If if you want me to go there. (laughs) Yeah, I want to hear about it. (laughs) Um, So last year, I knew when I wanted to build a company, but I didn't know what it was going to look like. I moved from San Francisco, where I had lived for seven years, working in tech, to South Florida, which is where I grew up. So I now live like 30 minutes away from my parents. When I moved here, my mom promptly showed up with like boxes of stuff to get out of the house now that I was close by of like, here's all of your, you know, your report cards and all the things that I saved. And, uh, in the box of goodies, there's this all about me in third grade. Oh my God, I love and it. it's so cute. It's so fun. But I, I, I was reading it and it, I wrote, when I grow up, I want to be a writer. I will complete this with my creative skills. I would write silly or mysterious stories. And then I go on to say, I also want to go to the Olympics. I would try to go for the winter and summer Olympics. In the summer Olympics, I would do swimming. And in the winter, I would do skiing. And I want to do all of this because I think it would be a great experience. Oh, my God. What? To come across that this past year, and what I really take away from that is there was always this desire to write and express the Olympian thing, like I'm an athlete, but not an Olympian level athlete and not a swimmer or a skier, really, but this desire for excellence and achievement 
And then this other desire, just because this would all be great experiences, like, I feel like, you know, little Kaylee knew what she wanted way back then. And then I would say I was on kind of a detour for a couple decades in the middle, like we all go through. And now it's like this essence reimagined in the form of soul excellence publishing. Like it is just going to be more perfect. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's kind of like you, it kind of uh, fulfilled any like thoughts you had about just, it's kind of like everything coming full circle, I should say. And, and also looking back and just having this like inner knowing that early on of like what you like and also what you're good at. And again, more of the values it represents of clarifying thoughts, trying for, you know, to be on that biggest stage, the Olympics in terms of sports. Um, so I was like, wow, yeah, third grade Kaylee, she was on to something. <laughs> Were. I mean, if I saw that, I would be like, wow, I mean, that's impressive. And any doubts you may have had about going from the, you know, corporate world to this, I'm sure you don't have them at all anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was so reassuring. And, you know, even my, my entry into the corporate world was a little interesting because, um, you know, in high school, I was in Mali United Nations, you know, student class president. Like I very much saw myself going into kind of politics and government I really wanted to go to the State Department. So I went to Duke for undergrad, majored in international comparative studies and Spanish. And my summer before senior year, you know, when you go to do an internship, like I just knew I wanted to be in Washington. So I applied and got an internship with the State Department in the Western Hemispheres Division. And I was so excited because that's all about South America and Latin America. And I was like, ah, yes, this is amazing. And so I go up to DC and there was one little hiccup. My security clearance had not come through by the time the internship was supposed to start. It was like a backlog or whatever. So I'm sitting in DC, like kind of twiddling my thumbs and not like not hearing a lot from the office of like, this is when you'll start and don't worry about it. You know, and I'm someone who's impatient and also like dreading worst case scenario of like, what if this doesn't come through till like August and I have a two week internship, like <gasps> I needed a contingency plan. And so I ended up seeing an ad, I think it was like a literal Craigslist ad at the time to be an intern at a Latin American policy think tank in their business division, producing a daily newsletter about business affairs in Latin America that would go out to all of the Congress people, men and women who are interested in what's going on in South America for policy purposes. So I just, I'm like, all right, I don't know what's going to go on with the State Department. So let me try this. I went, I interviewed, I loved the woman that would be my boss if I was accepted. I had to do the interview in Spanish and English. I was like, okay, this is exciting. And they offered me the internship and I just said yes on the spot because I really didn't want to wait for this thing. And I didn't like the the lack of communication. I mean, this is government for you. I just didn't realize it at the time. And I really look at that moment and that summer and saying yes to that internship, which of course paid nothing. So I had, I worked at a, as a waitress at night in Chinatown at an Irish bar restaurant. Like I was in these two totally different worlds. Like we were interviewing we were having presidential candidates come through during the day at my internship. And then at night, you know, I was just like shooting the shit with any customer, um, coming in. Like it was just, it was such a good experience, but 
it changed the trajectory. Like I think if I had, uh, I'd waited, I eventually got the security clearance. But at that point I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm really into this thing. So no, thank you. And I feel like if I had said yes to that, I would have just stuck with that and been like, yeah, I want to be in the state department. And it was just so special that things shifted. I got a little bit of taste of business, but also still like research policy. And then when I graduated from college, I ended up back in DC working for um, CEB, which is a global research and advisory firm now owned by Gartner. So I was back in DC researching, but focusing on management issues. And so that's sort of my corporate career. But I mean, I, I could be in government right now, which is probably the last place I want to be and where I want, I feel like I can have the biggest impact. So you got to trust all the little detours of like, there's, there's a reason why they happen. Even if at the time, like I remember just being super frustrated and annoyed of like, I thought I was doing this one thing and just pivoted in the course of like three days in DC. So. Wow. So you've been in DC, San Fran and somewhere else, right? Um, those have been, yeah, after college, those are the main cities. Yeah. Four years in DC. And then I moved to California sight unseen. I had never been there in my entire life. I was 25. I wanted to take on a new role at the company to move out of research and get on the road to lead strategy workshops, um, for fortune 500 communications executives. And the role was on the West coast. So I, I applied, I got it. And I, I mean, I literally moved sight unseen, stayed with a friend for a week, ran around the city trying to find an apartment <laughs> and was there for seven years. Um, the last four of those shifting into tech, because if you're in San Francisco and you're kind of curious, like you, you should try tech. Uh, so I did that too. <laughs> wow. And then you just had a calling one day. Like, I really just want to try this on my own. Like I learned a lot in the past decade and now you just, it's time to, you know, I guess fly on your own. You know, I, I have never had the desire to be an entrepreneur. Um, I really had thought that it is an inborn trait to, to want to build a company and spending time working at SnapDocs, which is a real estate technology company that everyone will hear about in the next five years. It's growing like crazy and it's led by an incredible CEO named Aaron King. And when I joined the company, we were 20 people. I was building out new products, working closely with him to build out our customer success team. And I just was really inspired working with him that I felt like, wait a second, there's a series of actions and a series of skills and a mindset that any of us can cultivate. Um, so there was a little seed planted of like, oh, this is fun, but I don't know what I would actually be building. And then about two years ago... Off of, um, off of a retreat and really just reflecting on what is my purpose in life, I realized that, you know, I don't think it was to help build a massive technology company. As we go back to third grade, Kaylee, it's been to, to explore ideas, to express. And I felt particularly called to play a role in the broader culture and to create spaces for thoughtful conversations because I do think we're now living in just a hot take society, a very polarized society. And as someone who cares about opportunities for all education growth, like I just got the sense, like, hmm, maybe I can build a company that, that does that. And I, I really didn't know what it was look, look, going to look like. So when I took the leap of faith last year, it was, I needed a few months to decompress from a very fast paced corporate <laughs> life and create the space for these ideas to come to me of building this type of company, um, the publishing business, and then the podcast too, to really weigh in on 
think some of the most important issues that our country is facing right now. How often do you do your podcast? So it's been on and off this past year uh, where I started talking a lot about conscious leadership uh, and then over the summer shifting a lot more into culture, politics, society. And right now it's weekly. I'm sharing a lot of interviews from the leaders who wrote their stories and leading through the pandemic. Um, but I actually just came off of a strategy session. We're going to really double down on the podcast. So I want to be talking with people that are kind of pushing back and creating new spaces in the system. For example, I'm going to be speaking to someone who exposed um, malpractice in nursing homes in Pennsylvania, someone who's uh, kind of exposing local school boards and just their real risk aversion to opening up schools this year and the impact that it's had. So I want to, I want to be having those kinds of conversations and uh, on a much more regular basis than I've committed to so far. Right. And what do you see in the future? What do you see for yourself in the next five years? Ooh, next five years? Um, next five years, I don't know. I'm realizing that like I'm someone who's very responsive to kind of the latest desire. So I see two things unfolding. One, really expanding Soul Excellence Publishing. So as you know, we've started with multi-author books. And then people get a little taste of writing and they want to write their solo books. So I'm supporting leaders to do that right now. And then also corporate projects where you're a leader of a team and you want your team to really unite and engage around sharing a particular story about a product launch or a change that the company's gone through. So that's going to take a lot of work to build out the company, the systems, the team to really create um, the publishing business. And then for me personally, um, at least the next year is going to be doubling down on the podcast. And I want to be shifting the conversation from you know, left versus right or whatever, and just go deeper on the virtues that I care a lot about, which are things like excellence, integrity, creativity, nobility, and, and using that as a um, kind of my grounding point for the conversations that I have. There'll be about cultural issues, but I don't want to, I don't want to really be in the business of opinions so much as getting people to think again and go back to the space of open-mindedness, of changing our perspective, of being willing to see what works and what doesn't um, in a little bit more of a, an honest way than what I see happening in the culture right now. So, you know, media mogul long-term, but for right now, it's like facilitating important conversations through the publishing business and the personal brand. Will you take time to write a book for yourself? instead of helping so many, because that must be the hardest part. You're helping everyone write their own. And now it's like, when are you going to have time to write? You know? Yeah, no, totally. So that hundred percent is in the plan. And I think the biggest challenge is like me scaling my team to create that next level of capacity. I mean, you know, as an entrepreneur, the biggest thing that we have to learn is leverage and capacity so that we're focusing on our zone of genius and we're building up that team to support us. So as I do that and creating more space to share my own story, so I'm, I'm going to actually do it again, but as a, as a chapter in another book called Letters, uh, Letters to Our Younger Selves. So that'll be the next foray, but the, the solo book is coming. Um, I've been debating like, what's the, what's the most timely message that I want to get out right now? Because there's, of course, as you know, we have so many different stories to tell but what do I feel like really needs to be received in the world right now is, is something that I've been brainstorming and I'm also looking for a, some divine inspiration on that one. Oh, sure. I know it's hard, right? I'm ready for you now, but it's hard because you want to make sure it's motivating and interesting. You don't just want it to be just 
like every other book out there. You want it to stand out. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see what that looks like. And I, I do feel like we're, um, the collaborative nature of like a multi-author book or really any of the work that I'm doing, like it, it sharpens us. So I imagine surrounding myself with, so truth be told, what I would love to create is like kind of this media empire where I have kind of a panel of four to six women that are each specialists. Like you have your legal mind, your business mind, your spiritual mind, and we've come together. We each maybe have a podcast or a show that we do. Um, so we're all kind of all stars in our own right, but by working together, like we're that much better and we come together for special events or things that we're doing. So that's a little bit longer term, but specifically on creating this culture that really respects people from an individual level and wants to go deeper in conversations. Um, so yeah, I'll be doing a lot of solo work, but the collaborative nature of just work today, I I find that it it allows me to grow that much quicker when I'm doing stuff with other people than just me like hermit in my room. Right. right. <laughs> I know you have to run. Um, but I was curious, like who your mentors are, because you seem so polished. You seem like you could be on TV news, for example, you know, so I just wanted to know like where those skills came from and then I'll let you go and everyone check out KayleeO'Keefe.com. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've had so many mentors along the way. Like I remember growing up and I, you know, someone asked like, who's your favorite teacher? And I would say Mr. Tomich. And then I was like, oh, and Mrs. Hurley. Oh, and Mrs. McGrew. Oh, and Mrs. Siegel. Like I've always loved my teachers for sure. And um, my mentors in business, like they've been throughout my career. I've been so lucky to have incredible managers like Catherine Evans and Kevin Hart at CEB were foundational for really how to navigate corporate buying processes, how to present well, all of that. Aaron, as I mentioned at SnapDocs, like definitely a mentor on the entrepreneurship front. And then this last year, like I have sought out so many different expertise to build my business from Adriana Monique Alvarez on the publishing front to Tamala Ridge on like the kind of physical detox, like get recentered, like really holistic perspective. Um, so those are two people right now that really stand out of like helping me on this journey. But I, I invest a lot in mentorship because, um, again, I believe in the power of that network. And I always want to be working with people who are further along on their journeys than me. So I, I see what's possible and continue to grow. So yeah, get yourself a good mentor is one thing I highly recommend to all women in business, especially. <laughs> I agree. I have had many like you over the years. And I reach out to all of them. They all have different input. And I like to, you know, take a little bit of all of it. And I always make up my own mind at the end of the day, but it's always nice to hear various opinions. Yeah, totally. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. I really appreciate it. And anything else that, where can people get the book on April 16th, Amazon? Do you want to say a little bit about that? Yeah. So last thing I'll, I'll share with you, Jen is an author in our next book called Significant Women, Leaders Reveal What Matters Most. It's coming out um, on Amazon on April 16th. I was going to say August, April 16th. It's super soon. You'll get it on Amazon, but follow Jen, follow me on LinkedIn or social. Like That'll be your best place to buy it day of so you can help us and help Jen get to bestseller status on Amazon. So stay watching us on social to get the link to support us on launch day. Thank you so much, Kaylee. You're welcome, Jen. Thanks for having me. Let's do it again and go deeper next time. Absolutely. We'll go deeper. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks, Jen. Well, that's it for now. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. 
please reach out to me so I can feature you on my show. I do respond to everyone. You can find me on my Instagram at Jennifer Sherlock or my business Instagram at Jenna.com. And check out our new website coming soon, livewithoutanet.com. Thanks again. And I look forward to taking risks with you.